0: Hello. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Uva Ball Raw USA, I'm Gary Otto,
1: here's Uva Ball. Yes, and uh, are you still there? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm still here. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a movie shoot in my house right now from uh, uh, Olaf Ittenbach, who's doing a horror film with the title Letitia, or whatever, it plays 1910. And uh, at my house in Mainz, we have a bunker from the Second World War in the garden. So so you go down the stairs and there's kind of a bunker, what looks like very old. And he asked me if he can shoot a few scenes there with like zombies and stuff. So that happens right now (laughs) (laughs) for today and tomorrow. So people are camping in my garage and in my guest room. And so on, but it's also uh, all that stuff is basically no budgeting, no budget filmmaking, and I want to support stuff like this, of course, right? And yeah, uh, yeah, and I mean, and we hope that uh, I think you posted it, I posted it. Ha! Now my German film is now worldwide on Google, uh, Amazon, and Apple, also in the US. And Hanau is written A-N-A-U. It's a city close to Frankfurt in Germany where a guy killed, uh, in total 11 people were dead, uh, five wounded, um, 2020 in a terror attack. And I made the film about it. And that film is now available. And of course, I hope that you all support the film in paying that few bucks to watch it. Basically. yeah it's only 999 to to yeah exactly you know and then uh you can pick wherever you get the better deal uh but i would be honored and I would be positive uh would make me feel good if our fans from overball raw and in general overball uh, fans should uh do it and what yeah, should
0: support the film
1: yeah ab- absolutely yeah. absolutely so that up front we will keep uh, of course emailing it to everybody and uh, well
0: tell us a little bit about how how there was a little bit of controversy in bringing this film to the screen there was a little bit of pushback but the film came out anyway tell us a little bit about
1: that yeah so what happened was that um I focused uh, in the film, we showed the night where everything happened. So we basically almost uh, follow the killer from A to Z, means from the beginning till he's dead. And um, <clears throat> for me, it was important to portray the killer because the killer actually, Tobias Ratkin was his name. He um, wrote a manifesto where uh, it looked like he was a completely Kuanon or Kuanon Kuanon whatever the name is like the the Donald Trump craziness cult bullshit follower. So he uh, was um, totally believing in Pizza Gate. You know that Hillary Clinton and her pedophile friends have in a pizza place in Washington DC in the basement. Uh, hiding kids to drink their blood. I mean, yeah. think about it, right? So it's it's just so absurd that you would say, like, if he, who doesn't, who believes in stuff like this is already way beyond any uh, kind of uh, normal thinking behavior. Well, the character is absolutely
0: insane. And I think yeah. that the mental illness is depicted very accurately in the film.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, I think also it's, uh, uh, it's the killer with his own words, is the film. And that was the reason I made the film. If you wouldn't left as a manifesto, what I could use as the whole monologue dialogue for the film, I wouldn't make the film. But so the controversy was that uh, the victims' families, or more as the victims' families, the mayor of Hanau wrote a press release that he feels that I should never make that film, because I'm not honoring the victims. And that is uh, just a total bullshit yes. uh, letter because A, the victims in the film are not portrayed in any form negative. They are the victims, they're getting shot. They're not longer as a minute basically on screen, but that is why the, con- the concept of the film is to warn the world that we're going downhill Uh, full of conspiracy theories. You know, that the the people don't believe in facts anymore, in fiction, they believe in total bullshit. Uh, uh, In science, they should believe in science, right? And they they, they believe in in rumors, they believe in uh, conspiracy theories. So, and I showed that in the film, that was my focus. So, uh, to honor the victims, there are monuments in Hanau, there were documentaries with interviews in length with the survivors. There were thousands of press articles about it with interviews about how the victim's family feel now about it. So, and to do one film, a fiction film, not a documentary about the, uh, what actually happened in that night to visualize what actually happened, basically, um, I don't think that is a bad thing. I and
0: you, you kind of went out of your way to also um, honor the victims by appearing in
1: the film yourself, right? Uh, yes, I did a documentary part in the end of the film, is where I personally drive to Hano, go to the monuments where the where the crosses are and, uh, you know, where the, the victims' photos hanging on the wall and stuff. I go... Uh, uh, uh to all the real locations i go to the real house from the killer i go to the uh, real shisha bar the real kiosk wherever people got shot uh and i explain also why i did the film the way i did it and of course uh, uh give my gratitude and, and my my you know like saying like as a condolence to everybody so that is the same and
0: um so you I, did I, go out of your way to Make a very uh, tasteful uh, commentary at the end of the film, so I think that that would shut them up. Hopefully, mm-hmm. yes. But
1: and the- also, of course, a director's commentary, what is on the DVD and stuff like this, mm-hmm. where I explain the whole uh, the whole thing, but including the 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 shitstorm what happened against me. The funny thing is, when the film then actually was finished and came out, there are only two reviews from the film, and they're both very good. So means the press. Uh, preferred not to write them about the film at all after they bashed it into the ground. Yeah. You know, and that is sad because that made the film in Germany came then out also on the streamers and of course on the DVD and Blu-ray. And, uh, um, you know, I, I, I mean, um, it's, it's very disappointing for me so far, uh, the results. And I hope that now with the worldwide release it will get better. You yeah, know that- maybe
0: the word of mouth it needs to travel. People need to see it, they'll tell other people about it and then other yeah. people will watch it.
1: Yeah. That is what I hope, right? So that they that they do something positive about it. And uh and and that they've writing then their commentaries on the chats and Apple, Amazon, Google uh, so you know, and um, so, yeah.
0: So those of you out there who are going to watch this film and you like the film, or you think that it's a powerful film, watch it with your friends. Tell your friends. Talk about it online. Actually, give the film a presence online. Right?
1: Yeah, and it's Hanau H A N A U. So uh, we will come back to it in more shows, of course. And I just hope. Uh, that uh, yeah, that that uh, people give it a shot, and we'll yeah. talk more about it. But we have other subjects, of course, to talk about it uh, too. Yep. Uh, for example, yep. the first House of the Dragon, the big big HBO uh, uh, prequel to uh, Game of Thrones, came out, um, and there is. The review I have here in the wrap is not so good. Oh, I mean, but but was it really having a chance to be so good as game uh, as Game of Thrones? I mean, well, you know,
0: Game of Thrones is based on a series of books, and this House of the
1: Dragon is based on fucking nothing. So <laughs> I, I know, like, the the Martin guy, he wrote like they wanted his advice, and they never called him again. So he was, <laughs> he was out of it. They just hit the rights to do whatever they want with it. And they did it. And uh, uh, so they, they did whatever they wanted.
0: And that's crazy because this is the second time they've tried to make a spinoff for Game of Thrones. The first time they wrote off uh, – it was like $100 million bucks they wrote off for taxes. Never even came out. So this is the second attempt. And even this is not so great. That's funny.
1: Yeah, and they spend a half a billion bucks. I mean, while it would seem that there's plenty of meat on these old dragon bones, the plot never takes a wing. Yeah. So and I'm not sure that I wanna even watch this. I mean, I'm I'm evenly skeptical about the Lord of the Rings Amazon show. Oh to please, it's out. gonna be terrible. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah, I agree. I think it will be an absolute disaster, and uh, but a very expensive, good-looking total disaster. And uh, <laughs> and then the the third one would be uh, Avatar. You know, Avatar. Like, uh, That's an interesting one. I, it's, it's kind of a toss-up.
0: I wonder if it's been too long. From yeah. la- Avatar, one came out.
1: How long ago? Like fifteen years ago? Like. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, but but. Avatar has, of course, one asset, that is James Cameron. Would yeah. James Cameron release a film what has no wow effect? I mean, he, we know James Cameron. He will not release an, an Avatar film who is not different, bigger, more surprising, stranger, as the first Avatar, he will not not do like what Jurassic Park did, whatever, where you basically do the same thing. Uh, for this, he's too much of a visit visionary, right? So I'm 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 curious about Avatar. I cannot imagine how you want to top the first Avatar in regards of 3D, uh, uh, like sensational 3D uh, things. But but I heard that I they're have- going to they're filming it in
0: 4K 3D. So it's going to be 4K and 3D at the same
1: time. Yeah. So that alone will be maybe another effect. I, I remember when I went in Avatar and I was sitting there with the glasses on and I was like, oh my fucking God, I never saw something like this before. Yeah. And it was like hands down the best 3D thing I ever, ever produced at that point. So the question is, can he top that again? You know, can he make everybody else shut up? You know, like all the Avengers films in between the last 15 years, all the other 3D firms and all the big, big 250, 350 million dollar films, can he make them all falling apart visually right in front of us, watching the new Avatar? So uh, I would love it if he could do this again. It's a pretty high bar. Pretty uh, yeah, high bar to set. I know, but that is, uh, is the thing. But. He was always able to deliver a show, basically, you know, where you feel like. uh, Well, if you think the leap from Terminator 1 to Terminator
0: 2, like that's such a drastically different film, hopefully Avatar
1: will follow suit. Yeah, I mean, that is true. But also, Terminator 1 was a uh, more independent, financed, smaller kind of action film. And then it, it turned into a mega hit. And, uh, yeah, Terminator had, 2 was a classic. So much- classic. Terminator 2 was basically, I think, at that point, maybe the most expensive film ever shot. Yeah. I don't know, but it was like he got all the money he ever wanted to it. And then, but but then he really, uh, uh, uh you know, yeah. Carol Co. Pictures, they don't they exist anymore.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Carolco, VCL Carolco. I remember that whole company. It felt completely.
0: Yep. After Cutthroat Island, I think that was the last film they released.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. Mm. And Brad Pitt had to pay twenty million in a settlement with his uh, foundation, Make It Right uh to uh housing developments after hurricane katrina oh goodness yeah yeah and uh so uh, uh so what i think what happened was that whatever they collected money for the foundation um and then they didn't build the houses or something okay. and now uh, years and years later it went to To legal things, the Make It Right Foundation was sued over claims the houses were deficiently constructed and built. The foundation, in turn, sued its former executive architect, John Williams, for monetary damages to remediate and repair the homes, which had such issues as mold, mildew, water leaks, electrical fires, and faulty ventilation.
0: Oh, boy. Like, everything.
1: That doesn't look good for Brad Pitt.
0: You know, well, Brad Pitt probably trusted some dude, and that dude yeah. was shady, and then yeah. that dude kind of fucked him over. So, totally, yeah. Totally. But it, and Brad, in the end of the day, Brad Pitt's name is the one that's gonna be remembered. So,
1: yeah, only Brad Pitt's name, like like usual, right?
0: <laughs> but what else is in the news? Let's see. how How about Trump? Huh?
1: Yeah, I mean. I read an article where Trump's all his crimes got listed in like endless <laughs> like everything what he did and all the investigations against him. His whistleblower, vessel blood, whatever, his accountant from New York, he pled guilty today. Yeah, for, yeah. Aaron Weisselberg, whatever his name is. Yeah, and it was uh, um, for tax fraud, basically, and that Trump was completely with him in it. Uh, and Sure. But pff, I don't know. You know, I, 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 I just, I don't know anymore at all uh, 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 what to say about it. It looks like he always gets out of it without uh, a problem. Wait one second. KJ, hey, what is? Open. We have to check. She's somewhere at the house. That was my son he had the last day of his uh, um, soccer camp now behind him, basically, okay, so uh, no, yeah, but I mean I, I really, what you do you think they will arrest Trump? I don't think
0: they will because he's too high profile, and people already were talking like violence and civil war on his truth social platform. People were like, People cannot handle this. And Trump knows that he has enough of the public opinion in his favor that if he was to go to jail, I think all hell would break loose. I think there'd be like riots and shit.
1: Yeah, I know. But is that a state of law cannot uh, be Yeah. You know, you cannot like there's the law or not the law. You cannot, you cannot say we are a state of law. And you have to follow the law or you get arrested. And then you have somebody who never follows the law on anything, but because he is the ex-president and what he says is a huge, he has a huge following. Look how they pulverized Liz Cheney in her her pre-election thing there, right? So she's out. In Wisconsin, Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was clear that she's out. After she prosecuted Trump the whole time, there, is, there was no support for her anymore. For She's her. saying that she might run for president. What do you think of that? Yeah, that she has no chance.
0: No chance? No. Well, at least she'll take a couple votes away from Trump, I bet. Hmm. Even if she won't get the nomination, because I doubt she'd get the nomination. But
1: if That is what I think. I think she will never get the nomination. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that is the thing. But I, I, I but do you think that Trump would get the nomination since he's got such legal problems? Do you think they would really be that stupid to to link their party to somebody who's under uh, valid uh, investigations on the from the FBI? You know. Uh,
1: I think he will go for it also to uh, just protect his ass. I think his calculation is if I'm president again, I just pardon everything and I will bury any investigation against me. So for him, it would be the best thing ever is to be president again.
0: I hope he does not win. I hope he does not because this country is traumatized and there's a lot of PTSD out there because of his entire tenure as president.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I posted today also on Twitter was a good article. Uh, uh, wait one second here, I will find the article. And that
0: was because like it, it, the Republicans are supposed to be the party of law and order, but if Trump is elected, he's going to break every fucking rule in the book. There's yeah. such hypocrisy. it's it's bullshit I think it's such fucking hypocrisy and the only reason why it's okay their base turns an eye to it is because it serves their like Trump they hate the same people that Trump hates their unity is based on hatred their unity is they admire Trump for how he punishes the people that they don't like how he hurts them Uh, Trump's entire MO is so negative and full with such uh, negative uh, energy you know
1: yeah. I don't know where I posted this here. Where's my my post? Uh-oh. Uh, I did a post. Oh yeah, here, yeah, Nation of change. Here is this. Uh, so six lessons for America how endless Trumpist Lawbreaking drives his fascist takeover scheme. I posted this on Twitter and it's it's true. Like uh the sequence rolls on, break the law, incur retaliation, then incite violent backlashes against lawless repression. It totally fits, right? So, because that is what he's doing. He's doing the crimes, then he throws tantrums that it's all a witch hunt against him. Then all his supporters send him saying, turning it against the government, against the state attorneys, against the Democrats, against the presidency, against the owner, that it's all a witch hunt and that they do the crime doing the witch hunt. And with this, he hopes that they forget forget that he did the crime first. It would be like Putin invades Ukraine, and in the end, everybody forgot it. <laughs> I mean, it was not the Ukraine attacking Russia. It was Russia attacking the Ukraine. And that stays. So the initial crime was Russia, and the initial crime was Trump in going bankrupt on purpose to not pay debt in not paying his uh, tradespeople on his uh, bills in, in New York in like always getting with bankruptcy out of paying debt for example then avoiding taxes faking tax returns with the Weisselberg guy and then later in politics like inciting a, a riot lying under oath lying to everybody being uh, putting uh, Business first and not country first, you know. So, uh, and I think that is just like uh, uh, unbelievable. So, in that, you know, when I think of a patriot, I don't think of Donald Trump. That's for damn sure. There is not a patriot at all. So, for example, here, lesson two in that article: blame in advance your foes for committing the crimes you plan to commit. (laughs) Uh It's true, right? So, uh, project on your foes your own criminality. Uh, like the FBI are the lawbreakers and certain world autocrats along with Biden, Obama, and Hillary. The Trump mission is to break all laws then magically escape penalty. Yeah, I think that's part of the reason why his base
0: uh, of followers worship him so much is that he gets away with so much with no repercussion. They like idolize him for this.
1: Yeah, and yeah, since all elections he loses must be rigged. The fascist mobster must outdo the converse with greater ruthlessness. Also true. You know, then lesson three, keep every, everyone, foes and fans, guessing. Forever bold new preemptive strikes. Trump started out by shocking the world as the anti-immigrant, outraged messiah of grievance. Then when successful... Uh, wrote the inher- inherent right wing racist wave against law, justice, truths, minorities and majority rule. Yeah. Lesson four, criminal disruptors need insurance or ballast to deflect disgrace, bad press or failures. To achieve a daunting federal election takeover requires a protecting racket against great status quo power, be, If one can't mafia-like uh, buy influence with cash, Today, insurgents buy it with publicity or slavish support and friendly media. So, I mean, it's, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, he's basically so full of shit, but he turned into the biggest risk for American democracy uh, of all times. You know, yeah.
0: yeah, he ended up being a very important man, but for all the wrong reasons.
1: Yeah. You know, so uh, I mean, yeah, it is. It is uh, horrible, basically. You know, and then I just, I
0: really pray that he doesn't get elected, man, because this country's gonna go down the shitter. Like, I want to sell my house if that happens. Like, everybody says that, but I don't know. Then
1: nobody's doing it. Well, yeah, maybe, uh, maybe I will. You know, like. <laughs> like <laughs> uh, good. We, we we will see. I mean. I'm uh, uh, So Putin and Xi, the Chinese president, that will also attend the G20 summit together. There's a showdown then with Joe Biden coming up. So let's see how this G20 summit will work out. And they're uh, uh, looking also for, like, with Erdogan, the Turkish president, they're meeting again um, to... Hopefully, I mean, he tries to get a peace situation going in Ukraine and Russia uh, to stop the fighting. For this, we have to, I mean, Erdogan is a dictator and everything, but for this, I think he deserves some credit because America is just delivering weapons. The EU is totally on pro on Ukraine, doesn't even do any peace talks, but Turkey tries it, and I think uh, uh, that is absolutely necessary to do now because, uh, there are two, uh, nuclear plants and there are an immediate danger there. Yeah. You know, they've, they, they, they threw bombs. They, uh, there's fighting around it. The scientists left the nuclear plants.
0: And, uh, yeah, there's already been some degeneration of, uh, the core elements in one of those plants so it's already been damaged
1: yes yeah but it's not leaking um it's not leaking so far Uh, no meltdown yet yeah Yeah. so i know but i mean that can change yeah you know if nobody if if nobody is there uh then we could still have a, a completely problematic disaster yeah, yeah, the
0: people that are there have no idea what to do. They're just regular soldiers, right? Yeah.
1: and we all know from also the HBO show about Chernobyl is that humans made Chernobyl happen. They fucked it up in switching off the cooling system, in switching off, you know, like when, when the cooling system uh overheats in a nuclear plant, and they have various ones per plant, then... uh, uh, uh then the the center, the uranium center of a nuclear plant can burn down through whatever is around it. Whatever wall, how big the wall is around it, whatever tank is around it will get burned through. And then you have this kind of collateral damage because you cannot save it then anymore. You know, then you have a, 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 a so we say in Germany. You have the center melt. And, and uh, so um, you remember the China Syndrome, the film from Michael Douglas, right? Because this thing has so much power and is so hot that it could burn through the whole earth and come out on the other side. And this is what in Chernobyl, when you ever watched the show, was great, the show with Stella Skarsgård and whatever, shows how they did that in Chernobyl. In Chernobyl, they built a tunnel under the tank where this where the nuclear center was in. And with this tunnel, they basically made another capsule what catched the burn down the, 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 the center of the, the plant basically. And that made stopped this thing in burning through the uh, uh, the security tanks into the ground and traveling to through the earth, coming out on the other side. Huh. That is how bad it can, can be. Uh, if you have a real uh, 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 melting of a center, saying where the real radiation is, where the center of the radiation is with the uranium, um, that can happen, and in uh, Fukushima, it also didn't happen because they were able to switch the cooling back on after it was leaking for days into the ocean. But also there, the center was was then uh, sealed, and now this thing standing there, like a ruin, but sealed. You know, yeah. it's like in Chernobyl also. It's like nobody will ever touch that region again. It's sealed off. Uh, But the center is still full on hot burning. Yeah.
0: That's crazy. Nuclear energy is so dangerous.
1: Yes. When it gets out of control, right? So, and that is the thing. I mean, uh, so, I mean, it's horrible, you know? Yeah.
0: Very interesting. Very interesting. So, what else we got in the news?
1: Uh, Alec Baldwin. uh, blames the still the armorer.
0: Yeah, the FBI, I think, said that he pulled the trigger, right? Of course, he pulled the trigger. I mean, yeah, they said that he had to have pulled the trigger. The trigger didn't just magically pull itself, you know. Or, absolutely,
1: that uh, was clear from the beginning on. Especially when he said he didn't pull the trigger is completely absurd because it was also a revolver. Yeah, I mean, how you want a revolver uh, should. Without without pulling the trigger, it's completely technical impossible. If you have a semi-automatic weapon and the bullet is already in the chamber, a little little click is enough to release the bullet, right? So it's like that could happen by accident. You don't want to you don't want to pull the trigger, and the bullet is just going because you clicked it on and was so like very l- loose, right? But in a revolver, uh, you really have to put them. Like, power in, or a revolver will not shoot. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I, good, I, I good
1: think I both... Now doing the blame game. She said she never had that bullets. The bullets who were in the life rounds were not from her. I think there she lies. You know, because the reports that they were shooting... Live ammunition uh, in the desert for fun after shooting days, various times before that specific day, uh, is an indication that they had live rounds. Yeah. So and so there were live rounds on set. And normally I would say the armorer would be the person who has the life rounds because can't, can't, how absurd it is the armorer cannot have all the blanks and all the weapons and then the armor, the, somebody else has the life rounds. I mean, it, that, that doesn't really make sense. So I think that she's lying about it but still Alec Baldwin uh, um, uh, uh, fucked it up. It was an accident but he still like it wasn't, they were not shooting she was standing there and he just pulled the trigger of course not expecting that there is a bullet in yeah he probably yeah. just thought he was being funny or something yeah something like this right so, uh, uh, but uh, uh yeah i don't think i don't think they should get criminal prosecuted in a way that they are
0: it it was an accident it was an you accident know, it was an accident
1: so i mean that is the thing i'm, I'm not pro uh, uh, now completely like uh, want to destroy the life from Alec Baldwin. He can never be in a film again, or the armor. Uh, you know, I, I don't. I don't think. Uh, well, the armor, armor should not work as an armor anymore. And she was yeah, an
0: you know. Way but Alec hard. Baldwin, he has to trust his his team. You're only as strong as your team. So his yeah. team fucked up. And I don't think it's Alec Baldwin's fault per se, even if he's the one who holds the blame and had the gun in his hand literally at the end of the day. I don't think that it's his fault.
1: You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is what it is, right? So, and um, what else we had? By the way, uh, I'm reading that book, uh, The Capital in the 21st Century from Thomas Piketty. It was a best-selling book uh, around the world, uh, 800 pages, and he really followed up. He's a scientist, like an economy scientist, and with hundreds of people working for him, they followed up the center of money, like where the money comes from, how much money was in what country, how much money was distributed to the people, and then that. And I can in, in a I can come from time to time to podcast back to this because there's so many unbelievable informations in about the history of money um, that it blows you away. And today, maybe one thing what was blowing me away is two things about the United States. The one thing is everybody always thought that in the USA, people are moving more around you know, that you move from New York to Miami, like you, or whatever, from to Florida. Well, yeah, I'm pretty
0: rare, but yeah, okay.
1: Yeah, but, but that is the thing. It's like it turned... And in, and everybody saw it in Europe, that people stay where they're born and work where they're born, whatever. And then when you see the actually moving patterns in US is way less changing locations as in Europe. Huh. And that, that was interesting because... Uh, uh, in US it was always like i'm from new york but now i live in la whatever but this is only a little elite it's like the the majority in US is actually almost always staying where they're born huh. and so and in europe they moved more around so but now comes more the surprising other fact what was blowing me away so in between 1900 and 2000 in that 100 years how many years or i just said 50 years or from the 100 50 the ink the highest income tax rate was 80% oh 80, boy 80 zero. but that was and, the and war, didn't, and wasn't we it? didn't we didn't have this kind of uh, uh, um, we didn't have this information uh, because starting with bush Clinton, uh, uh, Obama, uh, Trump, and now Biden, the the income tax is like 40%, 35%, 40%, like the whole time. But during the First World War, Second World War, and after the Second World War, rich people had to pay 80% income tax. And I think that is sensational that U.S. had so high tax and nobody talks about it anymore. Everybody now, you remember all the all the uh, uh, the election campaigns where they say you are a communist, you want to raise the tax. And when Obama wanted to tax the rich, two percent more, like instead of forty-two percent, forty-four percent, everybody flipped completely on the block tip. But that, but they completely ignore that the tax was eighty percent in half of the time. Yeah, sensational. And I, I felt like, uh, because it is ultimately, of course, Piketty's, uh, let's say, uh, 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 solution is, yeah, we have to take the, the, the rich because the rich got completely filthy rich. It completely exploded in the last 40 years. Uh, it's just unbelievable uh, how much money the people, like the really rich made. For example, you have seven and a half billion people on the earth, four and a half million from seven billion worldwide have more as 10 million bucks. huh It's not a lot. Think about it, the, the percentage, right? so and but around 4,500 from them, so a very small number from seven billion people, have more as a billion bucks. And around 100 people have more as 50 billion bucks. And their wealth got completely out of control in the last 25 years because like a a Bill Gates 40 years ago, or not 40 years ago, like 30 years ago had 2 billion bucks. Now he has 110. Elon Musk had 10 years ago 2 billion bucks, and now he has 255. So how the capital got amalgamated under the super rich is completely out of control. You know, and I think, uh, uh, we and he thinks the same, that the, the gap between rich and middle class and poor is just too big, and we need to tax the really rich. Not the 500, because he said a lot of people have a million bucks because they have real estate. You know, he's not like thinking you should tax them more, but you should, should tax everybody more who basically makes every year so much money on their money that, uh, uh, that it totally spaced away from any form of fair income, fair to the other parts of the population. And I completely uh, uh, agree with this. You know, We cannot keep existing like this. We have a huge inflation now and we have so many people uh, uh, like they start starving. They, they start going to food banks to get some food and so on. And look at San Francisco, look at Vancouver, look at LA, look at the big cities, the homeless situation. It completely escalates. And who should, who should pay this? Who, who should try to fix the problem if you have an elite class of people who quadruple their money every 10 years
0: yeah
1: you know so and i i think that this is and he in that book showed uh uh uh, uh you know what? what he showed that the data the historically factual data supports his solution you know So, and I think that is very, very important to just just say, look, they can really afford it. You know, he said like Bill Gates, even if he every year uh, buys another 50 cars, buys another 30 houses and whatever, goes every day and drinks only the most expensive wine in the world every single day, cannot spend more as 5% as what his money generates him every year. You know, so so means 95% every year he, he, he generates more money based on the money he already has. Yeah. And that is very unfair, you know. So uh, uh, because it's also not him anymore making the money. I mean, he's out of Microsoft. He just holds the stocks. So he makes money with just leaning back. And why not taxing this higher? what is here the problem you know it's it's ridiculous
0: so naya yeah. well to bill gates's credit he does do a lot of philanthropic things and he gives to charity and he tries to invest in like more clean energy solutions for like
1: climate change no no and i i completely agree but if it's mandatory, if it's not mandatory then he's doing it but elon must not
0: and same thing with Bezos. Bezos is not. So I agree exactly. that there are people. Yeah, yeah. they should get taxed more,
1: right? So they should be like, okay, you, you know what, you don't. The environment doesn't need another two hundred million dollar yacht.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: You know, so it's like it's enough. So so now you give the money. And with your extra tax this year, in the whatever 500 million for Bill Gates, uh, is in the extra tax a year. Uh, uh, with the 500 million, we do something really concrete about whatever homelessness, mental ill institutions, school food, better schools in general, with more teachers and smaller classes. You know, you can, you could... And as Piketty even writes that in the book. He said he thinks it's also the job of the government to explain better, you know, to explain better, if you give us that money, uh, we do this with it. Because too many times, the the government is just tanking the money. Yeah. And that is where Trump is right then, right? So where too many times money gets pissed away from the government with no sense whatsoever. And that is, I think, why all the super rich also uh, don't want to pay the taxes. Because they don't see the the positive impact of they think if I pay my fair share or even more, what will happen? They blow up the bureaucracy more. They hire more people in government institutions. And stuff, you know, so. Yeah. So, everybody, buy Hanau now, H-A-N-A-U. After you listen to that podcast, go and buy my film.
0: Yeah, everybody, make sure that you buy Hanau. It is available on Google and Apple. And we will see you next time. And hopefully you will have seen the new film and we will have something interesting to talk about. Again.
1: But also check out if it's on Amazon. It should be on Amazon.
0: Oh, on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, check it out also.
1: Okay, very good. Okay, we talk soon. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye.